Welcome to the WIDA Connect podcast series, where we will explore all the hot topics affecting the equipment dealer industry. From industry news, government affairs, and manufacturer relations, to business best practices, technology, and marketing for equipment dealers, brought to you by the Western Equipment Dealers Association, here to advocate, elevate, and educate. And now, let's connect. Hello and welcome to We to Connect, where we provide updates on matters that may have an effect on the equipment industry or association members. I'm your host, Mike Kramer, and today's topic is federal guidance on COVID-19 vaccines. My guest is Mark Opara, an attorney with Siegfried Bingham, the Kansas City, Missouri law firm that has provided counsel to the association for decades and to dealers as well. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, always a, a pleasure working with the association and, and happy to join you this morning. Good. Thank you very much. Well, in addition to working in business law, Mark also has a very firm standing in the healthcare industry. And we've asked Mark to join us to discuss how federal guidelines may affect how equipment dealers operate their businesses. Mark, it seems the gulf between people who support the vaccine and those who don't isn't really a thin line, and that concerns health officials, and it could be an issue for businesses as they try to find a balance between how things were, how things are, how things might be in the future. Now, at the end of last year, the EEOC wrote, what you should know about COVID-19 and the ADA, the Rehabilitation Act, and other EEO laws, the updated guidance, which included a new section, Section K, on vaccines, that contains questions and answers on a range of issues. Now, in a recent alert sent to members of the association, you wrote about key findings in Section K, and that's what we're going to talk about. So let's talk about key finding number one, where employers can make COVID-19 vaccines mandatory subject to certain exceptions and accommodations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's that's the million dollar question, um, not only for employers, but for employees as well. Historically, uh, the EEOC, they, they've never explicitly come out and said that employers can mandate vaccinations. For example, with, with flu shot, nurses that work in hospitals or healthcare facilities, they've encouraged those facilities to um, you know, stop short of mandating it, encouraging them to get it. Uh, however, the implication from that past guidance, and I think the implication from the most current COVID guidance from the EEOC, is that uh, you can mandate vaccines subject to two main exceptions. Uh, if an employee comes to you and says, hey, I don't want to get vaccinated uh, because I've got a medical condition, uh, disability, or uh, the employee's pregnant, uh, that that's an exception that you've got to work through. And I think the other exception that is uh, recognized in the guidance is employees that have sincerely held religious beliefs. Okay. So it's explained in key finding number two, but it does suggest 
that employers must consider making these reasonable accommodations for employees who claim they are unable to take the COVID vaccine. If you could elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So under the ADA and under Title um, uh, Seven of the Civil Rights Act, uh, which governs medical conditions, disabilities, and uh, religious objections, respectively, um, you you have a general obligation to do an individualized assessment. Uh, we call that an interactive process that an employer needs to get into with an employee to determine, okay, is there a workaround that uh, will allow someone that is objected to getting a vaccine on those bases uh, to continue to work um, if they're not a direct threat or pose a risk to other employees. And part of that assessment, part of that interactive process with the employee is, uh, okay, what, what kind of workaround makes sense? Uh, and is that workaround reasonable to the company? Uh, uh, meaning, is, does it cause an undue burden on the business? Is it going to cause the business morale issues? Uh, is it going to cause the business extra money or costs? Uh, to implement a workaround. And so I think for purposes of uh, a COVID vaccination, the, the goal is to get folks back to work and to make sure your workforce is safe. And, and if um, uh, someone objects to getting vaccinated on those bases, uh, what's a workaround? Is it continued social distancing? Uh, you have to continue to wear a mask. Um, uh, will the Employers say it's fine, you don't have to get vaccinated, but uh, we'll continue to hold you to restrictions on business travel or large gatherings uh, or other things that the CDC says unvaccinated people could do to mitigate uh, the risk of spread. It's interesting you mentioned morale because I can see that being a problem uh, in a workplace because a lot of people will say something, you know, if you've got a cold, stay home, don't spread it. Um, and now we're faced with this. So we've got, we may have employees who believe in the vaccine, those who don't, who are going to be working together. And then they've got to sort out how that relationship is going to go, how it affects the dealership. So your point about morality, it's a good one. Uh, key finding number three is interesting because asking an employee to produce evidence of a vaccine does not violate the ADA. Uh, that statement, though, is followed by however. And I'm hearing on the news a lot of however, or what if, or yeah, but. So, uh, Mark, however scares people. <laughs> yeah, and I think this one, uh, it, it's a, a little more black and white. Uh, a lot of times the however puts you in a gray area, and it's hard to navigate within. Here, they, they've essentially said, and, and they're clear, which is helpful for employers, uh, but they've said that you could certainly ask, your workforce if they've been vaccinated. There are uh, safety-specific reasons why an employer would want to know that. And you could certainly ask that they provide proof that they've been vaccinated. Uh, the however, though, is uh, if, if an employer or employee, sorry, tells you that they haven't been vaccinated, you don't want to ask follow-up questions uh, because the general rule under the ADA is uh, with existing employees, and in uh, a lot of circumstances, applicants, you can ask medical-related inquiries or questions that are meant to 
or reasonably likely to elicit medical information um, uh, for purposes of not being in a position to exclude someone from employment because of that medical information, because of a disability. And so uh, the, the default rule, hey, you know, you don't ask your employees questions about their disabilities is triggered, so to speak, if an employer asks for proof of vaccination, employee says, no, I, I, I didn't get vaccinated. Well, there's a tendency or desire there to ask them why. You know, that why could elicit information that an employer doesn't want to know and should not be on notice of knowing, because if there's an issue with that employee down the line, you've just opened yourself up to, let's say, a, you know, disability discrimination claim. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what, it sounds like a sticky wicket on that one. Looking at key finding number four, it seems if employers require employees to get vaccines, ADA rules also come into play, and I think you've just talked about it, but explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we talked about the exemptions a little bit, the two uh, for uh, medical condition, sincerely held religious belief. So if you're going to require it, you've just got to be prepared for the employee um, who, who who says that uh, they can't get it for that reason. And uh, uh, the other thing I think that employers need to be cognizant of is if, if they are going to be providing the vaccines, meaning they set up their own vaccination site or they work with a third party to facilitate uh, vaccination where the employer is involved, uh, sort of consistent with my previous point, um, when you get vaccinated, they're going to ask screening questions. You know, do you have any underlying conditions? Uh, have you been sick lately? Well, those are medical-related inquiries that uh, the answers of which uh, and the questions themselves could be imputed on the employer um, by, by virtue of facilitating the uh, vaccination site. And so uh, I think the recommendation there is, if, if you're going to require them to get vaccinated, you're better off if uh, you let them go to the vaccination side if they're choosing or that's made available through the public health authority um, or just allow a third party to do it where the employer is not involved. All right. Very good. Uh, we're visiting with Mark Aparo, an attorney with Siegfried Bingham in Kansas City, Missouri. We're discussing federal guidance on COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, Mark, in addition to the key findings we've already discussed, you say there are some practical considerations for dealers to think about. And if we could, let's run through, run through those beginning with planning ahead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, employers are sort of in the thick of it now. So if, yeah. if, they, hadn't, if they hadn't planned ahead, I think uh, they need to do some planning right now. But you've got some states that are that are opening up vaccinations to everyone. And my experience to date is that uh, there are a lot of employers that are itching to get uh, their employees back at full tilt. So uh, in terms of planning ahead, I think uh, they just need to know uh, what what's the framework within which the employer is going to bring their employees back. Or are they going to mandate vaccinations? Um, you know, from my recent experience, 
reading surveys on the subject. I think there's a minority of companies that are doing that right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if employers are going to do that, they need to be prepared with uh, not written policies, but internal policies and provide guidance to managers on how do you respond to an employee that's got a medical condition or a, a sincerely held religious belief? Um, what's the accommodation that you're going to provide to them? What is the workaround? Uh, is it uh, continuing to allow them to wear masks or require them to wear masks uh, to social distance? Uh, you've just got to have those policies and those work workarounds uh, sort of pre-plan so that they're prepared for the question because it may come up and it likely will. Um, are the employees going to be required to refrain from business travel? Those are things that they need to think about uh, if they're not vaccinated. And if they are vaccinated, um, are are you going to continue to follow the CDC guidance on that where vaccinated individuals must continue to wear masks? Um, and, and then another thing I think uh, employers uh, should plan ahead about is if, if you are itching to bring them back, but for morale or PR purposes, whatever it may be, you don't want to mandate vaccinations, should you encourage them? Um, and how do you do that? Uh, I've, I've seen companies, and I'm reading about companies offering incentives to employees to bring them back. And and if they do that, there, there are specific rules on the amount of the incentives uh, that uh, they would need to be cognizant of. Uh, and in that same vein, the same exemptions uh, for medical conditions and re- religious beliefs would apply, whether it's a mandatory uh, vaccination policy or a voluntary one. Um, you know, you offer incentives to employees uh, who you encourage to get vaccinated. Well, those same incentives may not be available to someone who's got a religious reason why they don't want to get vaccinated. And in that situation, is it unfair to that individual who's got the religious belief? And is that discrimination? Um, so you got to think about workarounds for that employee to give them the benefit of the incentive that you give to others. That's that's another principle under the employment laws. So. There's a lot. There certainly is a lot to think about. I think uh, in in terms of requiring proof for vaccination, you mandate it or you encourage it or you offer incentives for for vaccination. Okay, how how do you prove uh, that the employee, in fact, did receive it or is part of your policy going to require proof? And and if so, their confidentiality concerns, confidentiality reasons why an employee or an employer, sorry, would, would want to maintain or wouldn't want to maintain proof of vaccination. And if they do, they've got to keep it confidential. So there, there certainly is a lot to consider, uh, not to mention uh, some of the practical considerations that I didn't touch on in, in our alert, uh, the morale issue of, of, of mandatory vaccination or how quickly you roll it out. If if uh, you give employees, you know, a week's notice that you've got a policy in place that uh, is going to mandate vaccination, uh, well, that might not be well received, uh, less so than, you know, giving them time to prepare. Uh, do you, do you, um, 
uh, roll out such a policy to coincide with the uh, uh, the timeframes that the, the state or the CDC or the applicable public health authority says all individuals are going to be uh, eligible for a vaccination as opposed to the, the phases. So uh, a lot to think about, a lot of practical considerations um, and uh, uh, something that uh, businesses shouldn't do without uh, having run by an attorney. What a, what a tangled web. It, it, I mean, there's a lot to think about here. One thing I didn't hear you mention, you may have uh, briefly touched on it, paying employees if they need to go off the job to get a shot. What's the what's your thought there? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's not a requirement. Uh, there's no federal requirement to do so. But I think for purposes of incentivizing employees to, to do it, if, if that's in fact what the company wants to do, if they want to incentivize employees to come back or to get vaccinated so that the operations can continue at full capacity, well, you should certainly consider the time off that individuals are going to have to take to get vaccinated and whether it should be paid. If you're going to mandate it, you certainly should consider that. And I've seen uh, that being kind of baked into uh, a voluntary incentive policy. I've also seen it um, in, in, in a mandatory policy. And then another thing to think about is uh, a lot of individuals that get that vaccination, the second one, have experienced side effects uh, that uh, last you know, anywhere from a day uh, to longer. Uh, are you going to, as part of your policy, whether it's a mandatory or voluntary one, pay for time off uh, for employees that experience those symptoms and, and can't work. So uh, we, we certainly think that employers should consider those uh, issues and consider paying for uh, time off that uh, uh, employees uh, expend to go get vaccinated because, again, uh, you, you could have a legal policy uh, it dots all the I's and crosses all the T's, but uh, if there's a morale issue with the employees, if they feel like this is being forced on them and that the employer isn't uh, helping facilitate it, uh, that, that's another problem that you might have. Sure. Well, it, it sounds like you're saying a little goodwill could go a long way. Um, I want to remind members uh, who haven't seen the COVID-19 alert that uh, we've been talking about with Mark Aparo of Siegfried Bingham. The guidance was prepared for the association by Mark and John Baring. And you can contact the association office in Kansas City if you'd like to see a copy of it, or you can look under the Advocate tab at westerneda.com. Mark, what are your closing thoughts or advice to dealers? Uh, I think uh, we, we touched on a lot of it. Uh, I, I think you should certainly be planning right now if you hadn't already planned ahead. Uh, be prepared for uh, the exemptions that we talked about, have a pre-planned workaround for those situations. And I think just as important, uh, have a good finger on the pulse of your employees' morale. Uh, like, like I said, you could do everything legally. You could have a legal policy. You could roll it out perfectly. But uh, if employees are upset about the rollout, upset about the policy, and feel like they are, are, be, are having this forced upon them, uh, that morale problem is just as big as any legal one. 
Mark Aparo, attorney with Siegfried Bingham in Kansas City. Mark, thanks so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Stay healthy, and thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Mike Kramer for We to Connect. This has been We to Connect. If you have a question, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at westerneda.com, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to We to Connect on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.